Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 494. You know, you've just got to give it a go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Thomas Martin. Thomas, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hello, Mark. Yes, I think I'm buckled up. <laughs> I'm sitting in my sitting in my office chair. If uh, if I fall out, you'll hear me. Absolutely. I'll, I'll try to keep the car straight and level so that I don't throw you out the door, okay? Perfect. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Thomas Martin is the U.S. Operations Manager and Designer at GTO London. He designs and offers automotive enthusiasts a line of the finest luxury goods inspired by some of the world's greatest automotive designs. His engineered luxuries include leather goods, cufflinks, travel accessories, key fobs, gifts, and more with distinct automotive design elements that embody the raw, simple engineering and design of motoring history. Imagine a tie pin that's a Ferrari connecting rod, or fine leather wallets and phone holders stitched like 250 GTO seats, and you'll get just a taste of what GTO London has to offer. Brilliantly designed, jewelry-level craftsmanship, GTO London is every classic car lover's wish. Thomas, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Mark, I think that you summed it up you know, very uh, well just then. We're a product that um, came about around about 2008. Mm -hmm. Myself and uh, Mark Lyons, the uh, owner and uh, CEO of uh, GTO Engineering, had a vision for a luxury goods line that uh, was automotively themed, but um, that had the real integrity of the products of the era. You yes. know, if we were going to create a leather product, then it wasn't simply going to be just a, a leather product with a small logo attached to the side of it. You know, it had to be something that, you know, we felt really sort of lived and breathed the design influence that uh, that we were looking at at the time for what the product was going to look like yes. and uh, similarly for the for the cufflinks which are really you know very much the most 
important part of the the GTO London line. We wanted to, you know, really dig deep and look at the the engineering and the textural feel of the materials used in those cars in the 1950s and the 1960s, mm-hmm. you know, and bring that through into our design work. Well, you have, and I found your company years ago. I believe I first met you when I was at uh, Pebble Beach for Car Week, and you had some products there, and I was completely yep. blown away by what you were doing. It was just so fun and so cool as an automotive enthusiast, and We've been, uh, we've talked there many times since then at shows after that. And of course, Mark Lyons is going to be a guest here on Cars. Yeah. Not too long after your show. So we'll be talking to him about his company. But today, mm-hmm. as we walk and drive down your journey, I would love for you to share a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So I've got my cuff links on. I'm looking rather dapper today. So, Thomas, <laughs> take the wheel. Well, Mark, I don't think I have a, any one quote that I can sit back and say, you know, this is what's driven me forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it may be better put I have a, a, a mantra that I've lent on um, for, for inspiration. And that really is just you know, you've just got to give it a go. Mm. And um, even even if uh, in the beginning it seems completely impossible or improbable that you'll be able to make it happen, if you, if you don't give it a go, you won't find out. Oh, absolutely. Well, that is something that you've done. And yeah, I'd love to hear how have you incorporate that into as you develop this product line of fine luxury goods, how, giving it a go. I love that. Very entrepreneurial. Pull up the bootstraps and go. And how is that tied into GTO London? Well, I think, you know, I think that when we, we set out to, to achieve the product in the beginning, it really did, like so many things, just start from one conversation, pretty much a, a chance conversation. Back in 2008, I was looking for some metal from a, from a significant vehicle, um, which I wanted to um, alloy into the um, wedding band for the editor of a of a well-known car magazine so in my search for some significant material i just started calling um people who who might just have material from from an interesting vehicle a, ben, a bentley that had won at le mans or you know uh, a ferrari that we might all have heard about and i think that just plays into my initial um, feelings that if you just if you don't just give it a go then you won't find out if it's going to happen that is really interesting. I mean, the concept of taking a part from a historic vehicle and remaking it into something else is really fabulous the way this this whole project of GTO London started for you. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And you got to see what Thomas and his talented team are producing here because when you see it, you'll want it just like I did. Mark, thank you. That's, uh, that's high praise indeed. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Let's go back in time a little bit here. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in your life when you really realize that Thomas was a car guy? You know what? I'm going to say that, um, you know, I think this is I think this is probably quite a common story and something you probably hear quite a lot. But uh, my father uh, was a car guy and I was born in London, in England in the 1970s, and my, my father had a Bristol 405, cool. which is a yeah. large, you know, two-liter, four, four-seater, aluminum-bodied 
I guess, touring car, really. And that was the first way that I was transported around. And, um, you know, the smell of that car, the feeling of it, and it never left me, you know. Yeah. And just growing up around vehicles like that gave me, I think, the sort of the head start that I needed to, you know, to really, you know, dial in a passion for, for, for the whole world of, uh, you know, automotive products sure as long as it's got an internal combustion engine (laughs) and you know i'm one of these people that if i take a walk i'm only thinking about how this would be better done in some other form of transport it's not that i have anything (laughs) about being fit or uh, you know i just feel like the uh, the end game is to is is to uh, you know stop walking and get into something with a with some kind of engine engine inside well you'll yeah, love yeah. you'll love my uh, history goes back to the first sports car my father had when i was about 5 was an mg tc Right, 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 right. Used to ride around with him in that car. It was right-hand drive, and being in uh, the United States, it was rather odd. We'd pull up to lights, and people would look over and go, wait a minute, the guy's on the wrong very side. Confused. <laughs> yeah, my dad had a spare steering wheel he'd hand me, and I'd sit in the left-hand seat and pretend like I was steering, and that kind of threw some people <laughs> as well. So very cool. I love that. Well, what I'd love to do now, Thomas, is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you so you can move forward? That's that's an interesting question. You know, um, I think that uh, my most significant challenge uh, in, in, in terms of my career was was finishing up a a position uh, i had been in in bermuda which um, came to an end in uh, 2000 late 2007 uh, which resulted in um, my wife and i moving to uh, to america and uh, i arrived in the us um in the uh, in the eye of the storm so to speak the economy uh, as as your as we, your listeners will remember wasn't exactly doing too well at the oh, time oh gosh so, it was horrible it was horrible it, 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 wasn't pretty so i needed to keep myself busy there wasn't a lot of hiring going on so i knew that uh, i knew i needed to uh, create something uh, so i took a i took a design space in brooklyn and and set up my jewelry workshops um, my uh, my background to that date had been fine jewelry okay um, okay that coincided with my call to mark lyons ceo and, and uh, founder of all the gto companies and that led to starting GTO London. And really, I think, you know, being able to sit down and say, you know what, I don't, maybe I don't actually need the the traditional job. And maybe, you know, I can actually do something for the first time that's, you know, entrepreneurial, you know, yes. and um, it, it may, it may be slightly terrifying. And, and, and we don't know, you know, where we're going to go with it but uh, you know i'm going to give it everything i've got and uh, let's see what happens <laughs> it's so cool this is awesome because mm-hmm. this is what cars has all about is people with a passion for cars that took an entrepreneurial step they, they stepped out on the limb a little further a little further maybe got onto the edge kind of veered off the apex a little <laughs> bit and said you know what yep. i'm going to do something on my own something that brings something new and deliberate to an audience and that's what you did yeah Mark, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Mark, yeah. Mark Lyons said to me, um, how would you like to design a line of cufflinks for me that um, are automotively themed? Mm. And um, I tried to play it cool and uh, <laughs> you know, look like I was having to think about it, but there was never any thinking involved. It was yeah. just, 
in the back of my mind, it was just, you want me to put my passion and take it to what I'm good at, which is, you know, the product development of, uh, of jewelry products, you know, yeah. regardless of their size. Dream come yep. true. Awesome. Well, you know, there you never you, you never know where opportunities may arise. And coming to the no, you don't. United States during the eye of the storm, as you say, with just the, the horrible situations and that that phone call, which led to another thing, another thing. And here we sit. So brilliant, brilliant. Yep. I love it. And it reminds our listeners out there that are thinking about stepping out there and doing something that, you know what, if you can do it during that time in the economy, you can do it anytime. You just have to right. uh, look for opportunities and uh, and go for it. Go for that opening in the corner, if they say, on the racetrack. So I love it. Let's shift gears here, Thomas, and go to the other yep. end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story. When you had a career aha moment, I like to say it's when the, the Marshall headlights come on and illuminate your way for <laughs> a new idea or a new direction. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. To answer your question, to your point, Mark, you know, the aha moment for me was being able to create um, a cufflink that uh, had a mechanism on the back that really, for me, embodied the engineering of the vehicles of the period that we are, you know, looking to recreate. Um, Most cufflinks will have a very generic component on the back, for example, a silver finding that may be 25 cents per piece. And um, we felt, Mark and I, and others at GTO at the time that we really needed to set ourselves apart by creating a completely unique mechanism, something that was truly ours, uh, to make a cufflink or our cufflinks completely unique in the marketplace. Mm. And um, I think, you know, if you look at a cufflink on a micro level, it is, you know, it's a small piece of engineering, mm-hmm. similar to some of the fine wristwatches that uh, people might be wearing. Oh, and, yeah. Um, you know, we wanted to bring you that quality, you know, regardless of the material. I'm holding one in my hand right now that's uh, made of 18 karat gold and uh, stainless steel, and sterling silver, uh, you know, a mix of materials. And we have tried to give it the same attention to detail and quality that you would that you, you would find, you know, in a fine wristwatch. Well, you've done that. And again, I, I'm a big fan of your products and in your the amazing work that goes into what you do. And I'll tell our listeners the first time I got to pick up a pair of your cufflinks or any of your pieces, a big smile started to form on my face because in my brain, I was thinking, these guys, this guy gets it. He's a car guy. He understands it. It's not just as you say, something car slapped onto something else that already existed. Every process is thought through. So very well said. I love that. Many aha moments, very common for a lot of entrepreneurs on their path. Now let's talk a little bit about a proudest business or career moment. I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you? Well, you know, I think that, um, as I mentioned before, you know, I came out of a a fairly traditional, um, you know, job title, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to have spent eight years in Bermuda, you know, working in the uh, in the fine jewelry industry. Nice. And uh, I, I was lucky enough to, to make some very beautiful pieces of jewelry. But um, my real dream was to create a product line. Um, and uh, and Mark Lyons allowed me the um, the scope to do that myself and, and a number of other people, uh, too, sure. uh, who put in many, many, many hours of hard work. Uh, but um, the, the real uh, you know, moment of pride for me, I think, was coming home from my studio late one night, coming out of Grand Central Station. I was taking Metro North uh, back up to where I was living at the time. And uh, there was a, uh, a news concession stand in Grand Central. And um, 
it was one of the few places that you can buy the the, the European or English publications, um, and that that publication in question being Octane. Oh yes. And there it was on the shelf. It was about the time that we were launching GTO. All of us were working so hard, um, and uh, I picked up that copy of Octane and I and I ran for the platform. I ran for the train, which I knew was leaving in a few minutes, and mm-hmm. uh, got got on that train just in time. Sat down and. Uh, organized myself, put my bag in the rack above and um, sat down. I had no idea, but I, I opened Octane and, and I, I got through three or four pages and there was the, the first full page ad for GTO London that um, that had been you know put out. And it was a huge picture in, in the magazine that I think is possibly the best automated magazine on the planet at the moment. And um, I didn't actually know that that ad was going into that magazine. Oh, so wow. I hadn't seen it. I've been working so hard for so long on the product and just to see that cufflink oh, yeah. you know looking looking at me from that magazine page <laughs> you know I mean I think what's that quote you know one small step for man, one <laughs> man. giant step for mankind. <laughs> yes. It was it, it was it was my giant step, yeah. and I think to the rest of the world it might have seemed like one very small step, but uh, for me it was a very important moment. Oh, spectacular! I'm a big fan of Octane subscriber for many years, and uh, fantastic. I'm sure that uh, I had that issue of that magazine, and probably could have been the first time I learned about your product. So uh, now let's have a little bit of fun and go back again to talk about your first really special car or vehicle and uh, maybe a memory you have with that well i i like to think that i've i've uh, i've had fun with just about every car i've ever got into mm-hmm. and um but uh i think if you really are looking for the sort of ultimate bang for buck it it has to be when i was about 21 years old and i had owned um a few uh lanciers and um at the time this was about the mid-90s, so 1995, 1996. Uh, Lancia didn't have a terribly good reputation. They'd pulled out of England at that point. So the, the prices on Lancias had uh, absolutely tanked, but they were still absolutely wonderful cars. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I bought a, a Lancia Delta, which was a sort of, I guess, a sort of an, an Italian equivalent of the Volkswagen Golf at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was also the... The, the underpinnings for the for the Lancia Delta Integrale, but uh, I bought a Lancia Delta. It was um, it was white and it uh, it had the L- Martini Racing livery all over it, which um, made it uh, a, a real target for the for the local police force. And, uh, with <laughs> kind me, of reminiscent of the S four rally car, right? Yeah, I guess a little bit, but uh, just unfortunately, my Lancia had a, had a 1.3 engine, mm-hmm. but um, it was capable of 115 miles an hour and um, I, I actually think there probably weren't many cars in, in England at the time that I couldn't somehow manage to overtake in this car. And, uh, <laughs> how I didn't kill myself in that car is a complete miracle. You know, the design of those is really cool for me because you look back at those cars and uh, some of the models had a lot of uh, little elements of the BMW M3, the E30 M3, where the fenders came yes. out. They they looked a lot like the uh, even the Scirocco. I had the first generation Scirocco. Yes. A little bit absolutely. of that look. So, yeah, they're very interesting cars, very pretty cars. We drove that car to Scotland and back. And um, uh, I think uh, of, of the four people, uh, my friends, 
only one of them would ever get in that car again with me. <laughs> well, 21-year-olds <laughs> and exciting cars are an interesting mix yep. sometimes. So <laughs> great story. I, I think, yeah, I, th- I think we can leave it at that. Yeah, probably right. so. Yep. I'm sure there's uh, still an officer somewhere trying to find you. So Yep, almost so. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've owned that you let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? I think I'd like that Lancia back in my mm. garage, actually. Yeah. yeah I've okay. had uh, a lot of interesting cars that, since then, but I think that car you know, has a big place in my heart. So. Yeah, and especially when you go back to a more historic line of Lancia from the 50s and 60s. I mean, there are just some beautiful, beautiful cars that were <laughs> produced and designed by all sorts of different very well-known designers. So marvelous. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Marvelous. I would uh, love an Aurelia, but... Uh, like, oh, yes. Uh, wouldn't we all? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's talk about today and now and moving forward and talk a little bit about GTO London. What kind of projects are you working on? What are you doing now that really have you excited and fired up? Right, Mark. That's a Great question. Today, we are um, working on new collection of cufflinks. We're, we are, we've experienced quite a lot of success recently at some of the shows, Pebble Beach, Amelia Island, Cavallino, uh, to, name, to name a few, with some of our products that we make in very, very limited numbers. And uh, they are you know, typically 18-karat gold or, or mixed metals. Most recently, I produced uh, a set of um, cufflinks that were um, based on a, uh, a, a NART Daytona Ferrari, uh, Daytona number 58. And uh, we uh, based the, the design on the, on the uh, I believe it's a Campagnolo uh, rim. And uh, I would love to provide you with images for that so the, so the listeners can actually see yes. see what I'm talking about here. And Absolutely. We can, uh, we yeah, get... send me those and I'll put them on the face uh, the Carja Facebook page, my own personal Facebook page and Instagram so we can uh, put those visuals in front of our listeners. So watch out and, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll be seeing that soon. The initial uh, cufflinks were done in precious materials, but um, we will be, uh, producing, uh, we'll be producing that in silver as well for, awesome. for, a, for a broader market. Yes, awesome. Great. Fantastic. Can't wait to see those. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Thomas. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what a question. Is that is that the sort of uh, you know um, all uh, all dogs look like their owners? Well, it could be, but you know you can blame a fellow Brit on this one because uh, Harold Cleworth, a very well known yeah. artist, came up with this idea for me for a question for my guest. So uh, yeah, one yes. of your fellow uh, UK men came up mm-hmm. with this one, so you can uh, put the blame on Harold. Yeah, I I think I'm going straight back to Lancia again. Mm, um, okay, I th- I think that. Um, I'd like to tell you that I'm a, a, a pre-Fiat ownership Lancia, but I, I think probably I'm actually a, a post-Fiat ownership um, <laughs> Lancia. I'm pretty talented in some areas, and uh, you know, but there is definitely some work to be done in some other areas. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Great answer. So, Thomas, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me 
with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Thomas, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Mm-hmm. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Truly, I don't think I've ever received any because if I had, I wouldn't have bought half the cars I've owned. <laughs> there you go. That's that's one of the most unique answers I've heard, so I love it. We all are afflicted with that passion that overcomes us when we're looking at yep. a car to buy. So, uh, so when all the logic goes out the head, that's why you always bring a best pal with you and say, talk me out of this one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it still no, doesn't don't work. Even, don't even do that. Yep. Yeah, it still doesn't work most of the time. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I don't think I have nearly enough good habits, but um, if I was to, you know, really dig deep, uh, I would just have to say that uh, I think um, I would like to treat others as uh, I would like to be treated. Absolutely, uh, the golden rule. Very, sim- very, very <laughs> simplistic. But, yes, um, I it- think that is the the bedrock of uh, you know all business relationships. Oh gosh, if only everyone in the world behaved like that, it'd be a much nicer place. That's for sure. And now, how about a resource? I know there's a lot of great ones out there, but is there one or two in particular you think the Cars Yeah listeners would really enjoy? Yeah, and I think I think everybody's heard of this before, uh, but it's Craigslist. All the best adventures start with a Craigslist ad. <laughs> yes, I've had a few of my own. I've sold a bunch of stuff on Craigslist as well. And- yeah. Had some interesting results, but uh, yeah, great resource. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? Well, you know, I was giving that some thought, and um, my grandfather, uh, my my mother's father, was um, he was kind of a car guy, but I don't, you know, I don't think he was a real diehard car guy. But um, nonetheless, one of the few things that I own that was left to me from him is a is a book of uh of uh motoring cartoons by a british uh motoring cartoonist called uh russell brockbank um, who was very popular during the 1950s and 60s um i actually just checked online and um while you know whilst he's not with us anymore there is a website dedicated to him and you can buy his prints but um russell brockbank his cartoons appeared in the uh, in the Times newspaper and in Punch publications. And um, if you if you can find a book of Russell's um, on eBay, um, you will not be disappointed. They are just superb black and white pen and ink uh, renditions that are just you know beautifully detailed and incredibly humorous. And um, I think nobody knows about this guy. And uh, you know I think uh, the book I have is age six or seven I, I remember crying with laughter looking at his <laughs> jokes and you know i yeah i am somewhat familiar with russell brockbank and uh, that's exactly how you spell his name is b-r-o-c-k-b-a-n-k and it's also really nice that that was a, a, a relative's book that you have uh that you can um uh, take joy in opening that and remembering yes. yeah grandfather I, I will be i will be giving it to my son i hope so. oh wonderful wonderful i've got a book like that the first 
quote unquote real book my parents ever bought me when I was a little uh, child was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, of course, by Ian Fleming. (laughs) And uh, that dog-eared book, I read it back and forth and forward. It was the first real book that I had on my shelf. And uh, that'll go to my son. The the car that flew. (laughs) The car that flew. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources at carsyad.com slash Thomas Martin. And Thomas's first name is T-O-M-A-S, last name Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Or you can just type Thomas, T-O-M-A-S, into the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up with all these great links. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And Thomas, this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage... But don't worry about the price. Today I'll buy you whatever car you'd like. And I know you uh, hang around with that Mark Lyons guy with some very nice Ferraris. So I think this could be an expensive day for me. Which car would you choose, and more importantly, why? Wow, that is it, it's that's it's the million dollar question, isn't it? Yes, it is. Or, 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 many or, these, times or these days, multi. possibly the fifty million dollar question. <laughs> yes, but. Um, <laughs> I have to tell you, I mean, it, it isn't the most valuable car, and and it's certainly not the rarest car, um, but um, it, it never fails to, uh, you know, not leave me feeling weak at the knees, and it's the Lamborghini Miura. Ooh, oh gosh, okay. Yeah, you picked a, a bucket list car for me, too. Well, let's talk a little bit about that car, because it is a designer's car. It was such a outlandish design when a Lamborghini came out with that. What is it about the Miura that just uh, you love so much? Well, I, you know, I think um, it's the sort of embodiment of the supercar. I think it's it's the Y gene for, um, you know, for, for, for many of the supercars that we see today. Mm-hmm. The story behind its uh, design and creation, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Um you know, as as I understand it, uh, Lamborghini were reluctant uh, to produce it, and um, you know, gave three or four very young engineers the evenings and weekends to um, to do to do the work, and uh, and look what they created. Um, oh, yes. And you know, for me, it's just breathtakingly good looking. And as a designer, you know, I think that that uh, you know that's what really gets me every time. You know. I'm sure there are potentially cars that outperform it or have more pedigree or, you know, but, um, you know, for me as a designer, that car really, really um, is an impressive piece of work. Marcello Gandini for Bertone, uh, I believe, is the designer of that car, if I have my history right. And uh, yes, it is. And, you know, that's what's interesting about your choice here being a jewelry artist is a lot of elements of that car are very jewelry-esque. The little eyelashes around the headlights, as I like to call them, and the vents above the door handles. And when the door is open, it looks like a sculpture in and of itself. Uh, when the car is opened up with the way the clamshell opens with the front and rear bonnet and, and engine, uh, it's just, ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I was I was recently lucky enough to be taken out in one. Um, uh, I was at uh, Laguna Seca, and um, there was a Mura parked in the parking lot and uh, I, I was chatting with the with the person that uh, was was with the car and um, it was the only mirror that I've ever seen that could be described as a beater ah. you know it had it had holes in the panel work there was no fabric left on the seats his shoes were on the on the on, on the floor yeah. there were sort of scrumpled up cigarette packets in it and um, <laughs> well driven I said 
Right, you know, the, the, all the leather on the dashboard was sort of starting to come apart, and I said, uh, you know, would you would you take me out in this, please? And uh, he yeah. said, yeah, sure, jump in. And wow. uh, you know, uh, I just think that a car like that, and uh, you know, completely unrestored and uh, and and literally still street parked, is uh, you know, a special thing. Yes, brilliant. What a lucky day. I I have never driven one, but I did get a ride in one. This car was completely restored, so it was perfect in every way, but. Uh, Still, uh, I'll never forget that experience with that transmounted V12 right behind your head and the sounds that that engine made. And uh, brilliant, brilliant cars. Well, Thomas, you've taken me on a wonderful ride today. I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about your business and your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your own Lamborghini Miura? Oh. You know, I have to tell everybody, just get out there and have fun with old cars. Yeah, absolutely. Just do it. Just just keep it alive. Keep it alive. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and see the products and purchase the products that you're creating? Well, you can uh, can reach us uh, through our website, which is uh, www.gtolondon.com. Or you can uh, reach me directly on uh, Thomas, T-O-M-A-S, at gtolondon.com. Excellent. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Thomas has been so kind to share today at his very own show notes page on carsyad.com. Just type Thomas. Again, that's T-O-M-A-S, sans H, as we say, into the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up. And please do go to his website. Take a look at this, because if you're a car person... You're going to want something from there. And if you know a car person, this is an awesome place to go for gifts that nobody else will be giving your friends. And I'll tell you, they'll be treasured gifts for life. Thomas, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Goodbye, Mark, and thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.